Blog Talk Radio. I don't hear you. You don't hear me. No. Okay, how about now? You hear me now? Now I can okay, hear you. Okay, now you hear me. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Leave radio. it to the tech guy to come up with the technical glitch. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm John Bon Jovial, reluctantly coming to you today from gorgeous Naples, Florida, around the world and around the corner and into your face. It is the David Bowers Awards with your host, the David Bowers. Today... We have one hell of a show for you today. We've got the legendary mystics. That's right, the pioneers of doo-wop. We've got the sweet sounds of the lovely and talented Nikki Chris, as well as our engineer extraordinaire Nick Rogers of the Connors School of Music with an extended rock star 101, what you need to uh, know to make it in the uh, music business, how to start your music career. And uh, we're going to include uh, Nick's music and uh, the experience that he's had with his career. Uh, plus our entire crew here at the Asylum. Again, I am John Bon Jovial. And now I would like to give you the man, the myth, the legend, uh, whatever the heck he is, the David Bowers. Well, thank you very much. Right, God, you said that all with the same mouth. In the same breath. That's a hell of an intro to follow up on. And, and I now, have no with, idea. The way, with the way we've got this new studio set up now, I have to look at you. Yes, yeah, well, that's how uh, I can keep track of what I you're doing there. I have to look at you for two hours. And I've got you sitting behind my back for two hours. Yeah, by the <laughs> way, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, everyone out there. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to all of our listeners around the world. And we've had a bunch of them check in. I've heard from uh, from an awful lot of people today with some really strange messages reminding me that uh, time is passing. So let's get right into it because... We have a really big shoe today. want to first thank Titty Mingo, our house band, who provides our theme music for us, and also a heck of a lot of good rock and roll out of the great state of Texas. They'll be joining us, mark this down on your calendars, they will be joining us next month for our September issue of the show and presenting some new music. They've got some exciting things happening, including new music coming out. They'll be with us next month to tell us all about it. In the meanwhile, check out their website online because they've made some major changes and uh, want you to be able to stay up to date because they're really a fun band. Titty Bingo, you'll find them online at tittybingo.com. Watch for their new release, Rock and Roll which will be debuting on our September 14th show. Remember, this is a show where you and our guests get to pick the awards because there are so many award shows out there now. We decided every show should be an award show, and you should get to pick the award winners. No nomination, no phony naming panels or voting, just simple awards. Somebody does something or says something good or stupid, they get an award. Simple as that. If you've got someone or something you think deserves an award, write us here, David, at thedavidbowers.com. Put awards in the subject line. 
And who knows, maybe we'll hear your award on the air, and uh, we'll give you a personal phone call from John Bon Jovial. How's that sound? <laughs> well, you know, speaking of John Bon Jovial, Mr. Bon Jovial forgot to mention that uh, today is uh, actually the anniversary of another auspicious occasion. And that, and that would is be- the day that the, not, and, and I do mean the, David Bowers, Entered this world. Ah, uh, yes, I remember it. Happy well. birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear David. And stuff like that. <laughs> well. Now that we've shot our image down, the entire world, thank you, thank you very much. The entire world can see why we are radio people, not singer entertainers. <laughs> you do have a great taste for radio, after all. Thank you very much. You've got a pretty good one yourself there. Thank you. And, uh, all right, enough of that. Let's carry on. I am. You know, while we're talking awards, I, we really ought to give an award to Leanne Rhymes for her impromptu cooking show, which, of course, we were assured was an accident. She didn't intend to take that selfie of herself fixing pancakes in her kitchen, in her thong, while there happened to be a full-length mirror sitting behind her on the floor so that the world got a good butt shot of Leanne Rhymes. You have a full-length mirror in your kitchen? I thought everybody did. No, actually, I don't. Maybe I'm behind the times. I don't know. I would would very much like to taste Leanne's pancakes. It was really, yeah, it was really an interesting thing. I thought about, I thought about Leanne Rhymes' pancakes, and uh, it's gotten an awful lot of traffic online, and we really wanted to have, we really wanted to try and see if we could get Leanne to come on the show and uh, give her her recipe for pancakes, but, you know, I, I got to looking at what she was doing and, and the, uh, the idea behind her recipe and everything, and I found out it's, it's not really all that complicated, John Bon Jovi. No, it's not. No, you, 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 now, everybody knows how to make the pancake mix, you know, the eggs, the milk, the mix. Flour and then right. Or you get yourself and... your shortcut, you get yourself a box of Bisquick or something. and uh, get a decent griddle to work right. with. Yeah, yeah, and, sure. of course, you heat it. You heat it appropriately, you mix all the batter and stuff up, and once you have it smoothly beaten together, you pour it out in these little blobs on the griddle. I mean, you yeah, know, that's, that's oh, and it. don't forget, you've got to have a spatula there. You've got to be able to flip the things. Well, that's, that's true. Well, flapjacks. Okay. Yeah. Cause you have, actually, they should be flipjacks, not flapjacks, but that's another story, <laughs> as, uh, as they would say on Prairie Home Companion. <laughs> But yeah, once you once you get to that point, it's well. I I talked to I talked to Leanne, and she couldn't be here today. But uh, we talked about it, and really, once you get to that point where you put the stuff on the griddle, you let it cook until it's done on the one side, you flip it over on the other side. And I asked her, I asked her, I says, well, what what do you do then? I mean, what do you do to to finish fixing your griddle cakes? Oh, <laughs> and there you have it. You've got the the magic key to Leanne Rhymes' flapjacks. <laughs> you heard it right here on the David Bowers Awards. <laughs> ah, yes, shake your booty. Thank you very much, and uh, we hope 
We, as a matter of fact, I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that we did that because we're hoping to be able to get KC on the show here in the not too far distant future. So uh, we're working on that. We've got some other surprises coming up too. But right now, our first the David Bowers Award goes to a gentleman whom we've already awarded once or twice before. But I cannot I cannot let this day go by without giving him the award one more time. And that's our funky friend, Mr. Play That Funky Music himself, the pride of Mingo Junction, Ohio, who right this very minute is in his hometown at a gala fundraiser, I believe at the Knights of Columbus in Mingo Junction, a gala fundraiser for his uh, music scholarship program he started for kids back in his hometown. And uh, it's really a wonderful thing he's done. And uh, it's building like crazy. They're getting uh, they're getting a really fat scholarship fund there that the uh, that the kids growing up in Mingo Junction can look forward to and work towards uh, to get the further their education and uh, further their themselves in a potential music career. Uh, congratulations and our our heartfelt salute. To Rob Parisi, they're having a hell of a show up there. As a matter of fact, this is going to be the first time. Today will be the first time in I don't know how many years, but back almost since the original in the 70s, that the original Wild Cherry is going to be on stage playing together. It's going to be a great show, and I tell you, the thing that I've always liked about Rob is that he's not one of these guys that rests on his own laurels. He's had, you know, just an incredible career in music, both producing and and writing and singing uh, and performing uh, live, but he also gives back to the community. And it's something that really, uh, yeah, there's a lot of artists out there that do that, but this guy really puts his money where his mouth is. And uh, he presents not only a great show, but he presents a a great image to uh, the world out there. And, you know, we're all really proud of him. He does great things. He does. And uh, hats off to you, Rob Parisi, and to uh, the entire town of Mingo Junction, Ohio, for those of you who aren't able to be there for the first annual Hoodstock, Back in the Hood, uh, you want to make plans to be there next year. They're going to a bigger venue. They'll be able to accommodate a much larger crowd. And if it sells out anywhere near as fast as it did this year, you probably should start making your arrangements now because it's a, it's a great thing. And, Rob, I just can't say enough about it. Congratulations. And uh, you go, guy. Remember, if you've got someone or something you think deserves an award, email david at thedavidbowers.com. Put awards in the subject line, and we'll get right on it. And you'll get, if nothing else, you'll get our undying gratitude. We're going to be moving along with our first guest, hopefully in just a couple of moments here, the Dead End Drivers from Littleton, Colorado should be joining us any moment, and while we're waiting to hear from them, I do want to make a, uh, I do want to make another note, another story of how music celebrities are doing for other people. Mark Miller is a regular listener and follower, and he's been, uh, he's been going through some rough times due to some physical problems that he's had to go through. Suffice to say, he's had some down days. And, uh, you know, he can use a little support every now and then. Well, he's, he's been getting it from, a, uh, from an, a source that a lot of people probably wouldn't have thought of. 
one of the people who stays in touch with him on a regular basis is Mr. Charlie Dandy. Not only contacts Mark regularly, I've gotten word now that Charlie has invited Mark to come meet him in person at one of his shows and has accepted an invitation to Mark to come back and meet him in his dream room before the show, which is uh, not only a thrill, it's quite an honor. Needless to say, a wonderful surprise for Mark. I'm sure it'll be something he'll remember the rest of his life. So hats off to another The David Bauer Award winner, Charlie Dick. Again, proving he's not only a great guy and a great person and a great talent, but definitely a great person. There's someone that's a true role model for our kids. Thank you, Charlie Daniels. John Mondrano. Yes, sir. Uh, before we get to our first guest, uh, I do have an award that I want to uh, get to myself, David. And uh, first of all, you should, uh, to keep up on some of the awards that we do, uh, on Twitter you can go to hashtag the David Bowers Awards. But uh, the award that I want to give is to our friends down on the Colorado River for the epic Bullhead City River Regatta. That's going on right now, and uh, all of the people who make it happen, including Craig and all the gang at KFLG 94.7 Radio in Bullhead City, Arizona, and Laughlin, Nevada. If you're not familiar with the area, Laughlin, Nevada is right across the river from uh, Bullhead City, Arizona. The two can look in each other's backyards. And it's just one big fun weekend, partying and rafting on the Colorado River. Uh, and if you've never been, check it out online and make plans to be there for next year's ninth annual regatta. Uh, okay, speaking of reminders, want to uh, remind you to order your official The David Bowers Awards t-shirts. Uh, these are the only official t-shirts of the David Bowers Awards and are available only on our website at thedavidbowers.com. We keep the price down by taking no profit from them. They're strictly for our fans and followers. High quality tees in black or white, ladies or men's sizes. Order now. They're only $14.30 and they are perfect for the river, for the beach, for hanging out in the yard, doing whatever you want to do. Be sure to order as many as you want and you can find them at W www.thedavidbowers.com. Coming up on the David Bowers Awards, uh, the uh, up-and-coming artist, uh, she's known as Nikki Chris, and uh, we've also got the roots of rock and roll doo-wop legends, the Mystics. That's right, George and the boys are going to be with us, and Rockstar 101, where we've got Nick Rogers from the Connor School of Music. Nick is also our engineer here at the David Bowers Awards. Uh, but first, we have a Colorado rockin' mountain high, the Dead and Drifters. David?
Divers from Littleton, Colorado. And that is a thing called Paradise. And we have the Dead End Drivers on the line right now. Hello there, guys. Hello. Hello, and who are we speaking to? Um, I am Luke. Hello, I'm Sam. Sam? Uh, Matt. Hello, Matt. Ian. There you are, all four of you. How are things at Littleton, Colorado today? They're doing really well. We actually uh, just got back from Florida, so now we're just resting up back in Colorado. Right. I remember, uh, I remember Cindy was telling me you were doing a, a cruise through the state here, and I apologize. I really would have loved to have gotten out to see you, but uh, unfortunately I wasn't able to put the logistics together to do that. But you'll just have to come down and see me again. Yeah, we would have loved to meet you too, hopefully soon. Well, yeah, listen, you can uh, put it down. This is a lovely place to visit. Uh, especially for people from Colorado. It's a lovely place to visit in December, January, February. You might want to consider that. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> you tell Cindy to see what she can do about that. And uh, thanks at the mo- while I think of it to our, our friends over there, Cindy and uh, Janet, Lady Lake Music, some great people. So tell us about Dead End Drivers. How did you guys get started? Um, the Dead End Drivers was started by me, Luke, um, and Ian, who's the lead guitarist. We originally started it back in high school, and it was just a little, you know, what you can expect from a little high school band. We weren't really producing many originals, but we gradually formed up our sound um, when we got Matt on the drums and Sam on the bass. And this has been the period in which we've really found our own unique sound, and we've been able to create a lot of originals. Um, so the the four of us together have really, um, over the last two years, really been gelling a lot. Um, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, it definitely comes through. I love that track I just played. I was uh, I was uh, rocking with it in the background there. It's a, it's a great sound. I, I really like it. Uh, while we've got all four of you on the line, why don't we go through the individuals in the band and let you all chip in and tell us what you're doing. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, Sam does. Okay, Sam. What do you Hello. contribute to the dead end? Hello, Sam. What do you contribute to the dead end drivers? Hello? Hello. You Hello. Hear me? Sorry, there's a weird booping sound. The no question problem. was, how do I contribute to the dead end drivers? Yeah, what do you do with that? Um, well, I'm the bassist. So I write all the bass lines. Um, before I joined the band, um, the EP One Way Out was already written, so I hadn't helped with the lyrics there. But with Paradise and Questions, well, not Questions, that's Luke's personal uh, ballad, and some other stuff that were coming out, I've helped with the lyrics, and I also dabble in guitar, though that hasn't come to anything quite yet. Okay. And uh, who's next? Hello. And this is? This is Matt, the drummer slash percussionist. Oh, drummer slash percussionist. Okay. And uh, how's it going? You've been been with him since the start, right? Um, actually, no, I, uh, I joined about a year before Sam joined. Um, I've been with this band for about, uh, I'd say two and a half years. Okay. And, indeed. uh, I'm sorry? Uh, indeed. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. And are you, are you writing or uh, doing, helping with the arranging or? 
I help with arrangements, but I really don't do too much uh, of the writing. Um, I really just focus on what um, I can do for my part for uh, the percussion um, section and what I can do to help with that and help with uh, certain types of sounds that can go into the songs. Well, the uh, section is kind of a full-time job anyway. (laughs) Yeah, you can't do too much singing while you're drumming anyways. At least I can't, so... I just figure I'm going to leave the singing up to those guys. Yeah, that could be, uh, that could be an emotionally great victory. Okay, who's oh, that? Oh, yeah, Green. Who's that guy? Uh, Ian. Ian. Hi. Hello, Ian. First, I want to mention something. That is a rather familiar name uh, that, I, that you have there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I get that a lot. I bet you do. Uh, now, you guys, you guys play up in Canada at all? Uh, no, not yet. I mean, it would be. I mean, I could probably just say like I'm his like his like distant cousin or something. <laughs> well, I was going to say if you, if you do if you do play up in Canada, you will definitely be asked about the Ian Tyson connection because he's a uh, he's a pretty well known name around, especially back up there in Canada. What yeah. do you do for the crew? Uh, I play lead guitar. Um, I help with the arrangements. I, I, I do write a lot of the uh, guitar riffs, especially. Um, the song we just heard was actually a riff. The very beginning riff was something I had worked out um, for a while, and we just kind of like got together, and I was playing it, and I was like, well, what if we played these chords? And then we just kind of like wrote it, and um, that song was actually a really quick write, and we got it done like really fast, and we were able to kind of show people that song like, a week after we wrote it, which was kind of cool, and then you know go right into the studio and you know see how it sounded. And it's a it's a great track. I know I was I was telling uh, I get to talking with all of you. I'm not sure who I'm talking with first, but I was mentioning a few moments ago that uh, I love that track. I was really rocking with it in the background while it was playing, and uh, it's I, I love the uh, I love the guitar riff. That's a, a great hook. Uh, you did a good job. Sometimes, sometimes the best things come with the least amount of work. They just hit you, and they're there. And uh, right, I mean, it's the best things come to you, and they uh, they kind of write themselves. Absolutely. Now I think we've got one more of you we haven't talked with yet. Yeah, we've got our lead singer. All righty, let's get him on board here. Hello, this is Luke. Hello, Luke. You are the lead singer. You're the one with the voice, right? I am indeed. And a good voice it is, too. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad to hear what, it. <laughs> are, you doing, uh, are you doing some of the writing or arranging with the group as well? Uh, yeah, usually when we're writing songs for the band, it usually starts out with a riff or some sort of chord arrangement that Ian comes up with. Um, and then I usually come up with some lyrics or at least the melody first. Um, so I do contribute a lot to the melody writing, um, which falls into the arrangement, and then a lot of the lyrical content as well. And usually if we have certain stanzas that aren't working out altogether, then all four of us together usually help contribute with the last lyrics that we can find. So a lot of it is a lot of cooperation. A lot of us do a lot of the core groundwork that really sets up the foundation for the rest of the song, and then the four of us can work together after that point. Well, I know that's a... Uh that's one of those variables with a lot of different groups that uh, sometimes you've got one or two 
that do most of the, you know, that contribute most of the effort into the lyrics and the melodies and uh, and everything. And then other other times you've got groups where everybody contributes, and I like that concept myself because you get everybody's idea, everybody's feeling into the music. And uh, I think John Bon Jovi has got a question he wanted to ask. Yeah, I, I think my question to, you know, any and all of you guys is when you're writing a song, uh, are, are your minds in unison with each other, or is there like an obligatory amount of conflict that would come from one or another's <laughs> ideas, and then you know, and, and then have it all slowly come together as one? <laughs> um, well, I'd say it's definitely a mix. Sometimes we have conflicting ideas, um, and we'll resolve them by doing both or doing neither. Um, other times we'll usually explain to each other, hey, this is what I have. This is the feel of this song. I was really going for a ballad. Let's try to work that out. And if it doesn't wor- work out um, with our original idea, we usually move on. So it's usually a mix. Usually all of us have um, some dissimilar ideas, um, and we usually work it out, try to c- create a combination of all each of those ideas. And I think that's really what gives us an or- original sound, because all of us have a lot of training and experience from different areas. And with those different uh, areas of expertise, it um, it really helps us to find a different way of approaching things. Okay. Well, another question that I've got for you, which is, you know, I, I don't know. I suppose it could be related, and, and that is the Colorado environment. Now, I, I used to live in New Mexico, and I would go up to Colorado all the time and loved it up there. Uh, but do you use the the, the environment of of Colorado to influence the style of writing that you do as far as a, a you know like a like like a, a mood setting kind of thing do you mean as in like the natural environment like going to yeah. the mountains or to yeah, the sand dunes or well, i mean you know do, do, yeah, you know, like colorado the, rocky mountain high yeah like like a colorado rocky mountain high of course that's a different uh-huh. dude and unfortunately he's no longer with us but um yeah yeah something like that i mean does does that get influence in, in uh, your writing and 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 kind of you know you get into the seams, if you will. Uh, yeah, I'd say that definitely plays a part for all of us in different ways. Um, we usually go on camping trips a lot together since we're all we're not only bandmates, we're also really good friends. So we go camping a lot and try to work on songwriting when we're out in the mountains. Um, so I think that plays a big part in That's our neat. songwriting. Yeah, that is. That's great. That's great. Yeah, that's really a neat concept. I can I can imagine how that will work. The fact that your friends in addition to being bandmates is really cool and the fact that you can get out and I know I've done a lot of camping in my uh, in my years. I used to when I lived in California, I used to go out to the desert a lot and uh, I can imagine where you can get a really different clean mind feel when you're out in nature like that and uh, that's a great thing. I I'm I'm really happy for you that you have that working. That that's a good thing. Now we mentioned earlier uh the song Breathe, which is the song we're gonna play here in just a moment. Uh before I get to that I have one last question. Uh what is in the immediate future? What have you got coming up? Uh, a new C D or uh, a new tour or all of the above? What's coming up for you, the dead end drivers? Um, so short term, we are playing the Higher Ground Music Festival, which is happening at Castleman's in downtown Denver. So we've got um, a, a bunch of gigs lined up for the fall period, and we're playing Lost Lake on September 21st. We've been focusing a lot on songwriting, and we just wrote 
a new song called The Road, and it's very, um, it has a lot of the complex dynamics that Paradise has, but it, it takes it to a new level, in my opinion. Um, so we really want to record that song. We've got a couple other song ideas that we're focusing on as well. Um, so I think for us, um, in my opinion, it would be definitely trying to get out some new songs out for the world to hear, for them to hear our creative potential, really. Uh, maybe try to focus on a tour out somewhere for a couple weeks. Um, and that's what we've got planned for now. Well, basing uh, on what we've already heard, if you're going to take it to another level, uh, that is something we definitely want to hear. So I guess I should admit that when I said I have one more question for you, I lied. I have, I have another <laughs> question, and that is, you're going to come back and be on the show again. Oh, absolutely. Fantastic. We'd love to have you. Tell us about Breathe. Um, Breathe was a song I wrote. Um, it was a combination of lyrics that I had written. Originally, it, um, it was sort of really just an introspective, just sort of workshop on my own. And it turned into a song that I wrote about a relative of mine who um, had suffered a loss. And it was a little bit of a tragedy about that. Like, how do you step into the shoes of a person who has, in a way, has many things, but has, in a, another way, lost everything. Um, so it was about death and tragedy and trying to step into the shoes of somebody else like that. We also, um, and we also, um, it, the second part of it is that Breathe is featuring our friend Kim Stanish, and she took a second complex idea about relationships and, you know, the standard love, loss thing, and ties it into the tragedy part that I bring in. So it's interesting. It, fe it features male and female vocals that harmonize together. Um, I think it's a great, more of an acoustic song that we've done. It's definitely a different sound from the first sound, which is another reason I'm glad we're playing it, because it shows your versatility and the, the depth of your music. Thank you so much for being here with us today. We do look forward to having you back again in the very near future. Give our regards to everybody out there in Colorado. I have a uh, I have a step granddaughter who's going to school out there in uh, in suburban Denver at the uh, Art Institute. So oh, lovely, rock on, rock on Denver. Thank you guys again for being with us. You've been wonderful guests. And right now we're going to roll a thing called Breathe. It's been 48 hours since I was the train And this time alone has helped me to think with clarity I said that I miss you and that has not changed But what I know is my love
Drivers. It's called Breathe. Thank you very much. The Dead End Drivers from Littleton, Colorado, right here on the David Bowers Awards. And I, uh, I want to cover a base that we missed here uh, momentarily. We didn't get their links, but uh, fortunately, they are easy to find online. You can find them online, on Facebook, on Twitter. Just search Dead End Drivers. Dead End, like a dead end road, like where we're going to be heading if I don't shut up and move on with the show here. And before we do bring on our next guest, yes. I want to take a moment. I want to take a moment to uh, mention another one of our recent guests. Uh, she was on the show not too long ago, and uh, she is also involved in uh, some good work outside of her music. This is Women in Music Month, and our previous guest, Michaela, has an autographed and decorated sports bra that she has up. Uh, for MZ and Emmer's Sports Bra Auction for Breast Cancer. It's now up and available on eBay, and uh, we, are, uh, we are looking at a picture of it right now. Unfortunately, she didn't send us a duplicate for us to show you, or we'd hold it up to the microphone so you could listen to it. But, uh, and I will tell you this, the, uh, this, this uh, uh, jewel-encrusted sports bra works <laughs> Beautifully on her. <laughs> anyway, the uh, the uh, the auction is for the breast cancer. Uh, all proceeds benefit the Keep a Breast Foundation, which is well known for their "I Love Boobies" slogan. So now that we have the attention of all the guys in the audience, here's your chance to support and love boobies everywhere by showing them the money. And I I get I have this. Almost uncontrollable urge to play boobies by the uh, Bellamy Brothers here, but uh, mm-hmm. we gotta move along. <laughs> Just check check online, and you can check Michaela on Facebook or at her website. And uh, the uh, link is on eBay. Item if you want the item number, grab your pencil real quick. I'll run it down for you. Item number two two one five one two eight six one. Eight three six. If you didn't get it, you can check with Michaela online or drop us a line here at the David Bowers Awards, and I'll be happy to send you the link. Right now, we have another discovery in our indie artist search, and if you'd like to be considered or you know someone who should be considered for a guest shot on the show, all you have to do is send your EPK to david at thedavidbowers.com. Our panel will review them and select future guests from the entries, and so here's your chance get introduced to our worldwide audience. Have your music heard around the world on the Internet. And for our next guest, we head to North Carolina, a singer-songwriter influenced by all genres of music, including several of today's top artists, uh, plus the, some of the top female rockers of the past, such as Anna Nancy Wilson and Natalie Merchant, Pat Benatar. Nikki Crisp delivers a powerful sound that's 100% organic, you're going to love it if you haven't already heard it. Shame on you. Nikki's musical compositions are filled with thoughtful lyrics, beautiful melodies, powerful vocals, and she performs them so well. As a matter of fact, we're going to play one for you right now. This is the title track from her latest release. It's called Dream Big. i uh-huh. 
I was wondering where you went there for a minute. Yeah, well, so was I, but I found myself. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Fabulous. But, well, you've you got to remember, it's his birthday today, and he's probably <laughs> supremely bummed about that. So he's a little sidetracked, oh. much more unusual. Well, uh, okay. I hope you have a wonderful day. Well, it is already. Thank you very much, and added to wonderful by having you on board with us here today. It's good to talk to you again. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure to be back again on your show. I was really looking forward forward to it, so I'm glad that I was able to do this. Well, we're glad to have you here. Tell us about the new release. Yeah, so um, the new release, um, we did an EP this time. Um, Tried to get more into, like, the Americana country genre. Um, I think... We did a really good job getting more into that field. Probably could still use some more work. 
because um, I tend to <laughs> – some of my influences are rather alternatively, so I tend to find myself going in that direction sometimes, and I have to pull myself back to stay more in the – you know, Americana country feel. But, you know, I'm happy with it, and uh, we put it out rather quickly, but um, we got it done and um, been getting lots of good feedback on it, so it's exciting. I bet it is, and I can see why you've been getting the the great feedback on it. By the way, uh, you know, the alternative influences aren't all that bad. Uh, it's it's nice to be able to stay within a certain framework or, you know, what you're comfortable or want to stay with, but it doesn't hurt to be able to add outside influences to it and come up with some different, uh, you know, a different feel every now and then, which you do very well, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. Oh, well, thank you. Besides the uh, EP now, are you are you touring? Are you doing uh, local shows, or uh, what are you getting going there? So I actually have a couple things going on. Um, one other thing, I'm part of Tunes for Tots. Um, it's I a, was going to mention that. Thank yeah. you for bringing it up. <laughs> yep, so um, that's the biggest thing. So Tunes for Tots, and um, they're going to be doing uh, holiday mall tours all over the country, and I think eventually they're going to want to expand um, overseas. So um, as a member, I know I'm definitely going to be doing some shows in the Raleigh area, um, and then if I'd like, I can actually travel to some of the other locations if they have spots open, but it's going to depend on my schedule that time of year and I've also actually I was recently contacted by a venue um, in Raleigh it's called Glenwood Live Music Series and what they're doing is they have um, a couple bands um, every Thursday night down in downtown Raleigh performing and it was nice I mean it was unexpected because they actually reached out and asked me if I would be interested in performing a set so we've got that tentatively on the schedule for September and I'm looking forward to it it's going to be interesting it's a little bit different than what I'm used to because I actually have to do um, I'm going to be doing some covers along with the original material so right now I'm kind of weeding through songs and then learning some new stuff but it's going to be fun Sure is. It sounds like a lot of fun and all for a great cause, the uh, the Tunes for Tots program. Yeah. And uh, if they come up with a uh, if they come up with a date in Florida, you'll be sure and let us know. Oh, well, there's keep... actually there's actually going to be several locations in Florida that they're going to be doing, but I don't know if I'll be going. Um, but there's a lot of because um, I've actually been helping them with some of the. Um, submissions because they had uh, submissions through Reverb Nation. And there's actually quite a few good acts that I've heard um, around that area. So it'll be there. But once I find the dates, I'll let you know. Absolutely. We look forward to uh, maybe getting a chance to see you in person and, and catch you in performance too. So that would be really something to look forward to. You mentioned the word member and that brought to mind something else that I wanted to be sure and touch on. It seems like uh, last month you got uh, something in the way of a new membership as well. Yes. So, Would you care uh, to share that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd love to, though, of course, I'm sure I'll probably all of a sudden get flooded with a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so last month I actually became a 
voting member in good standing of the Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences. So that is the Grammys. Um, right. I had had earned enough um, credits to uh, submit uh, to be accepted into that organization, and they accepted me, and I'm a voting member in, in good standing. Um, and I joined the Nashville chapter, so it's going to be interesting because I actually now get to listen to um, the Grammy submissions, which is cool, and who knows, maybe we'll even have a couple of our own. That would be tremendous. And meanwhile, it is a wonderful honor for you to uh, to have this bestowed upon you. I congratulate you. Our congratulations from all of us here. Thank you Absolutely. very much. Absolutely. Nikki, I think it's great. That's, uh, that's really quite the accomplishment. Not everybody can say that today. Absolutely. No, that's... I, yeah, I mean, I was uh, very excited and um, very proud. And uh, I've already made a lot of uh, great contacts through the organization, um, which is, is really awesome, and they do so much to promote music among the, the young people, so it actually ties in very nicely with, like, the Tunes for Tot stuff as well. So, yep, I'm, I'm very excited about it and look forward to working with more of my Grammy peeps, as I call them. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, David, at least now we know that if there's ever a uh, Grammy nomination or for a category of best internet radio show, at least we know we have an in now. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be more than happy to support you. Well, we will keep – you'll be sure. Nick, Nick back there, our, our, uh, our technical engineer and our uh, – our music technologist as well, uh, Nick. You be sure and write that down. Now we now have a uh, we now have a personal in with the National uh, Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences. So we want to keep that name right on the top of the list. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Don't Mickey, make me is, mad. <laughs> oh, I'm, never. I mean, come on now. You're too sweet. I don't can't imagine oh. anybody making you mad. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> so tell us about the rest of the EP, the other songs. We're going to be playing another one here in just a couple of minutes. So tell us about the rest of the music on the EP. So yeah, so we actually went through. I probably went through about forty different type, forty different songs before we settled on the five um, that we decided to record um you know i mean it's kind of a it's an interesting little mix um you know you heard the dream big song that was um actually written and inspired by my two sons um you know so that one obviously is has some personal meaning and then the second song um wasn't meant to be was is about uh you know, that woman scorned catches her man cheating on her. So that's kind of a little uh, fiery little tune. Right, sure. Um, The other one that you're going to play, so I'll save that one for last um, to tell you about that one. Uh, Catch Me is just, you know, a simple little love song, um, you know, that I had, had just written. It wasn't really written for anyone in particular, just kind of, thought, well, this is a cute little love song. And the last song, um, Does She Love You, actually uh, the the folks that I work with, um, Big Noise, they didn't really care for that one, but I was like, this has to be on the EP. Uh, you know, kept hearing all these songs on the radio 
specifically like the Bruno Mars song, When I Was Your Man, and, and I was like, you know, there's never anything out there where a woman is actually saying, I, I want your boyfriend, because <laughs> it's kind of like, a, you know, it's okay for a guy to say I want someone else's girl, but sometimes it's not okay for a woman to say, well, I want your man. Um, so I said, you know, I'm going to write a song about that. There you go. And that's what I did. So it's 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 a female's version of what I would say, like Jesse's girl from Rick Springfield. Right. You know, it's sure. kind of like that opposite type of style. And you know, that's what we came up with. Very good, and I, that's an excellent idea to take uh, <clears throat> to take life situations, especially ones that haven't been overly exploited, and. Um, <clears throat> Well, the guys, the Bellamy brothers, have done that in a uh, in a humorous way over the years. Uh, their current record, Boobs, and uh, their earlier ones, uh, If I Told You You Had a Beautiful... If I Said You Had a Beautiful Body, Would You Hold It Against Me? I mean, you know, just taking real-life situations, as we mentioned, uh, that was one of the things that made Cosby so great, is he was yep. able to take a situation that was so commonplace we didn't even think about it, and develop a theme. In your case, you develop uh, the theme of a song out of it, and that's uh, that's an excellent way to do it. Yeah, and you know it seems to be working. Um, I've got a lot of people listening to it, um, specifically on SoundCloud. It's it's not slated for release as a single, but um, you know for the most part, everybody that's been listening to it's like, oh, this is really great. So it's 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 good. I'm glad that I did it because you know. It's not something that everybody talks about on a daily basis. And that, that's good. There's, uh, there's so much emphasis in the business, especially the farther up you get when you get with the big labels and everything. Everybody wants what's tried and true. Okay, uh, Bieber did this, so we've got to do this. You know, And it's, it's nice to have someone stuff think outside of the box, as they say. And you must do a lot of that because you have, you have two sons now, right? Yes. How do they feel about mom being a uh, recording artist? Uh, you know, they're actually pretty funny because, um, you know, I'll say, oh, so-and-so followed me on Twitter today or something like that. And they're like, wow, well, you know what? Uh, you're really famous. Can you um, go and talk to this person for us? So, I mean, they, act, you know, they think it's kind of, yeah, I'm just like, no, I'm not really famous. But, you know, um, they think it's cool and they, they like my music they listen to it and they they'll tell me i really like this song and um you know they sing along so it they're probably my biggest supporters so well that's fantastic how old are they uh 11 and 9 11 and 9 oh boy what an impressionable age uh, (laughs) yeah just a tad there are so many uh so many types of music out there that kids get into it's fortunate that they are into yours I remember when I was uh, when I was in the broadcast radio, or as we refer to it, terrestrial radio, and my kids were growing up. They weren't always into the music I was into. I know when I was in uh, in country music back in the uh, early seventies, uh, they weren't really into country music at their ages, and my oldest was, but the the younger ones weren't really into country music. Of course, they didn't mind the fringe benefits, as you said, you know. Uh, Gee, you're going to meet this person? Can I meet him too? And yeah, exactly. <laughs> they they love that. Okay, you were going to save this for last, and we are going to play it for you in uh, for our listeners in just a couple of moments. Before we do, be sure and tell everybody how they can find you online. Okay. 
So I have a website, and it's um, www.nikkichris.com. Um, I am on everything, Twitter, at Nikki Chris, Facebook, Nikki Chris Music, uh, Instagram, at Nikki Chris, Google Plus, I mean, you name it. Just If you put in Nikki Chris in Google, you'll find all my, my You'll stuff. get a couple of pages full of links. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. And I can, I can tell all of my listeners that Nikki is one who actually answers when she can. I know she probably has a couple other things. You know, she might have to fix her kids' breakfast or something once in a while. But <laughs> Nikki is active online, and she does personally respond. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, she doesn't have a staff of secretaries doing her responses for her, do you? No, I do not. Okay. No, yes. So I no, I do not. Though I have been, uh, I have said recently, I think I need to hire someone, but I'm holding out as much as I can because obviously, you know, need to start building some of the money up into the bank. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I mean, I I do most of, um, I do everything. Well, we're awfully glad to do, and especially glad that you get to share some time with us, and it's always good to hear from you, so don't stop now. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. Tell, do you, tell us do you, how, Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you first. Well, I was going to say, do you want me to kick off the song? That was my next. That's where I was going. It's called See? Fall Apart. Tell us about it. Okay, so um, so Fall Apart, Do You Miss Me Too? Actually, it was kind of funny because um, when I was going into the studio to record it, my engineer said, you know, I don't think this would pass copyright. I'm like, well, what are you talking about? And I, the way that I had arranged it, it was very similar to um, I Will Always Love You by... Dolly Parton, Dolly Parton's version or Whitney Houston's, you know, version a little bit more um, famous. So I said, really? Well, I don't, I don't get that. And, you know, we, I actually looked up the chord structure and the chord structure was very similar. And I think just the way that I had arranged it, it, you know, could have been deemed that way. So I ended up having to go and rearrange it and messed around with different um, key signatures and um, those types of things. And, I really wanted to capture that retro vibe that happens to be really popular right now. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like Sam Smith is stuff to me. It reminds me of the 60s vibe and stuff like that. And um, Emily Sanday, too, has got some stuff out. So uh, I think the rearrangement actually ended up making the song better because it now actually captures much more what I was looking for in the beginning. So... Kudos to my mixing dude who said, no, yeah, I don't think this will work, and you know, made me go back home and, and take a look at it and, and rearrange the whole thing. And, and I'm actually thrilled with the way that it turned out. It's, it's probably the second, my second favorite on the EP. So. Great. Well, hope, let's, hope go ahead. let's go ahead and give a listen to it right now. Nikki, thank you so much for coming and spending some time with us this afternoon. No, it's been my pleasure. We'll look forward to having you back again real soon. I would love it. (laughs) Thank you again. Nikki, Chris, ladies and gentlemen, this is Fall Apart.
Thank you very much, Nikki. We miss you already. Can't wait to have you come back on the show again. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Okay, Fall Apart, what a great song. I tell you what, I can see where Nikki gets her influence here, and the mention of Sam Cooke, it's uh, pretty apparent. Nikki, you did a beautiful job on that. Uh, David. Uh, yes. Uh, are you aware of Probably how dangerous not. that the Internet can be sometimes? Oh, tell me about it, yes. You know, there's a lot of hackers out there. They are dedicated into nasty getting into people. your... Oh, nasty people. They are dedicated to getting into your computer. They are dedicated to stealing your information. They are dedicated to making your life miserable. We just had and, a uh, case this week of... Uh, uh, some Russian kids that uh, cracked, what was it, 1.2 billion, billion passwords? Email, passwords, and user IDs, that's right. 
And, you know, these are some real SOBs, and they, they don't care. It's, it's, it's almost like it's anonymous anarchy is, is what they're trying to do. And uh, there is an answer to it, though. You can protect your computer. You can protect yourself. The best tool that you have in defense of uh, these people is that round thing that sits on your shoulders. It's called common sense. If the offer sounds too good, you don't ever, ever click on it. Uh, but the people at Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida can help you with that, whether you're here in town locally or if you are across the country or somewhere in Europe. It doesn't matter. Uh, we can help you with our remote desktop procedure access to get into your computer and help repair the damage that has been done if you have become a victim of ransomware. Ransomware being something that holds your computer ransom until you supposedly uh, send them the money. They'll send you the fix, which never works. Now they've got your money, and more importantly, they've got your credit card information and your personal information, and you have just voluntarily participated in your own identity theft, something you really don't want to do, uh, but uh, as, as richly rewarding as the Internet can be, that's just as dangerous as it can be, and you have to protect yourself. Whatever the problem, whether it's hacking viruses or your computer just isn't running well as well as it should, you can contact the experts at Computer Help USA. You can find them online at www.comphelpusa.com, that's C-O-M-P-H-E-L-P-U-S-A.com, or you can write for more information at support at comphelpusa.com, and uh, John and the gang there will be able to help you any way that they possibly can. Well, I know that we've got a pretty good rest of the show coming up. We've got Nick's going to talk about his career in music. We've got the Mystics. And uh, there's a lot of exciting things to come here now that we've bummed you out about your computer and then let you know that there is a good, uh, you know, there's a rainbow at the end of all this to help you out. David, take it away. Thank you very much. And before we get to uh, Nick and the Connor School of Music, another V. David Bowers Award salute to the Union Gospel Mission Spokane and, or Spokane, excuse me, and Coeur d'Alene. Since 1951, the UGM, Union Gospel Mission, has been meeting the fiscal needs of people in crisis. Food, shelter, clothing, and that's just the beginning. Partnering with Inland Northwest to reach the poor with the love and power of the gospel so they may become God-dependent, contributing members of society. Uh, we salute you all. Thank you very much for all the good work you're doing up there, and thank you for uh, being a follower of ours as well. Right now, it's time... For Rockstar 101, and we're going to be bringing on our next guest, Nick Rogers, who also happens to be our technical engineer here at the studio, uh, whom we refer to lovingly as Nick the Geek. And uh, he's going to be joining us in just a moment. It's unfortunate his partner in crime, Duke, uh, Drew Connor, is unable to be with us today, but Nick is more than able to carry the load himself. Nick, are you with us? I am. Hey, welcome aboard. Good to have you on the mic today. Great to be here. Now, tell us first, before we get into, we want to get touch on yours and uh, Drew's background, but first, tell us about the Connor School of Music. Uh, Connor School of Music is based out of Naples, Florida. Uh, we're a full-service uh, facility for music instruction, everything from drums, percussion, 
brass instruments, trumpet, violin. Uh, I myself handle uh, guitar instruction, bass instruction, and recording. And basically, if you want to learn to play an instrument, all age levels, from beginner to advanced, uh, come on in and see us. We'll be happy to, to, to help you out in any way we possibly can. Uh, but basically, it's been proven that music education uh, stimulates brain development. People who have a, a, a music instruction do better on aptitude tests and generally have higher self-esteem. So we work with all age levels. Uh, my youngest student is five years old. My oldest student is in his 70s. Uh, so it really runs the gamut. Uh, uh, basically, could come on and see us. So you can basically, you can basically take a... Uh a music student from the beginner phase right on up to where Nikki Chris would be listening to their uh, their potential Grammy nominees. Right, absolutely. Fantastic. Now, before we go any further, tell us a little bit about your history, because I know that you are more than just a uh, local guitar player. You've had some serious uh, music background doing some professional gigs with some major names. Tell us a little bit about your background so people know you know, that they're, they're getting the real deal. Sure. Uh, my background is mainly as a, uh, an audio and studio engineer. Uh, I do have a degree in uh, recording arts uh, out of Full Sail. Uh, I got that about uh, 12 years ago. Uh, since that time, I've lived in Chicago. I've lived in New York City. Had the opportunity to tour uh, both nationally and internationally with a couple of different rock and uh, metal acts. Uh, several major label credits as an engineer uh, worked as a session musician for a considerable amount of time. Uh, just recently moved back to, to the South Florida area. Uh, a lot of excellent things uh, on the horizon as well. Uh, but, but my background uh, is primarily as a studio engineer, but that's afforded me the opportunity to not only uh, work on other people's uh, recorded output, but also to uh, have the, the knowledge and the wherewithal to be able to produce my, my own music. And we're going to give the folks a listen to some of your own music right now. Uh, before we move on any further, uh, we're going to play a thing called Shades of Hollow. Tell us about that, Nick. Now, Shades of Hollow is an original song. Uh, it's a fairly recent. Uh, it's all original. I'm playing every instrument, uh, everything down to the, uh, the, the drum parts, the guitars, the bass, the keyboards, and the vocals. It's a typical radio-type rock song. Uh, Basic, uh, basic chord structure, uh, but it's all about the melody, just that big driving uh, hook, that kind of uh, chanting uh, vocal for the chorus. Uh, so much of my recorded work in the last couple of years has been really avant-garde, world beat, jazz fusion kind of stuff, so I kind of wanted to get back to my roots a little bit and just play some straight-up rock music, and that's what this song is. And here it is, Nick Rogers, Shades of Hollow. Right. To analyze the sentiment, still 
School of Music today. Welcome back, Nick. Thank you. Now, tell us, if you would, please, a little bit about this uh, about this guy whose school bears his name. Drew Connor of the Connor School of Music. Uh, fantastic musician, world-class uh, percussionist, uh, conga player, bongo player, and uh, trap set drummer. Uh, you know, I've played with many, many different types of musicians over my career, uh, and he's definitely up there as one of the most uh, talented, tenacious, and, and driven. Uh, you know, it's, it's one thing to say, I'm going to have a school uh, one day. It's another thing to actually do it and follow the logistics and put it into motion and have it be the, the success that it's been uh, so, so quickly. Okay, and how did, he, uh, how did he come about putting this school together in uh, Naples, Florida? Well, actually, he was uh, geared up with one of the local... Uh, uh, music retail stores uh, and eventually after that folded he, he'd been there about 10 years after that folded uh, he basically used that as the opportunity to branch out on his own, uh, set up his own space and do uh, basically all of his students followed him over uh, in that process and so it's just been building and building and building uh, so from from where he began in a small little room in a uh, in a guitar center type place uh, into now having a, a multi-room uh, facility uh, and the amount of students that, that he does. Uh, just a, a fantastic musician, uh, one, of, one of my favorite people, bar none. Well, fantastic. And uh, this has, uh, seems to have developed into quite, a, uh, quite an endeavor, and I want to take this moment uh, on behalf of all of us here at the uh, David Bowers Awards to Wish you both all the best in your uh, endeavor with the school. It sounds like uh, quite something. Tell the folks how they can find out more or get in contact with uh, you at the Drew Connor or at the Connor School of Music. 
Absolutely. You can check us out online, uh, facebook.com slash Connor School of Music. Uh, ConnorSchoolofMusic.com will be going live in the next week. Uh, you can also inquire about lessons. Just give us a call, uh, 239-784-6325. Uh, give us a call, leave us a voicemail. Uh, if we're in a lesson, we'll, we'll respond right, right away uh, if we can. Uh, but it's, uh, it's a fantastic uh, school. It's a great opportunity uh, to come in, really strengthen your fun- fundamentals. Uh, you know, um, music instruction uh, is one of the best things that you can do, uh, either for uh, yourself, for, for a loved one, for a family member. Uh, it's it's great exercise for the brain. It's, it's a great self-esteem building uh, exercise. I highly recommend it. Uh, if I can do it, you can do it. Okay. Well, I, well, I did go down that road when I was a kid. As a matter of fact, that's how I got involved in uh, in active music participation. John Bon Jovial, I think you had something you wanted to add. Yeah, uh, you know, just a little bit of background. Um, I have known. Nick Rogers for many, many, many years. Uh, his, he and my son are the same age and uh, have been best of friends uh, since they were, you know, knee high to the proverbial uh, grasshopper. So I know of a lot of your influences in life, Nick. But uh, I, one of the things that that I would like to know is how has the interaction. Uh, with your friends, uh, your 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 birthplace of West Virginia, and uh, and 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 playing some of the bars locally here in town. How, how has that gotten you to this point today, where you are writing the kind of music that you are writing? Well, you know, I feel extremely fortunate and extremely humbled to be able to have had the experiences that I've had, and to be able to get to do what I do on a daily basis. Uh, you know, I, I've played everywhere from the smallest dive bars in the Midwest to, you know, rocking the House of Blues uh, in uh, on the Sunset Strip in Hollywood. You know, so in each one is, is just another shade of awesome. At the end of the day, I'm not sitting in a cubicle somewhere. I'm getting paid to, to do what I love. And thankfully, I've had a, an amazing support network of family and friends that have always supported me in my goals. Uh, I, I wouldn't be here at all. Uh, in any any way, shape, or form, uh, without that love and support, and so I really, really want to thank uh, everybody uh, that's that's been a part of that because it, it it's big. You, you know, to have the the dream of being a, a professional musician, uh, it can be flighty, and it's not something that most people go through. So you have to have a good support network of people that you can rely on in order to, to not give up, because it is hard. You sacrifice a lot. I've sacrificed a considerable amount to get where I am today, but I wouldn't change anything about it. Well, that's, that's fantastic, and we are looking forward to talking with you more in just a couple of minutes, uh, about two minutes and 30 seconds to be precise, after we listen to this next song and find out a little bit more about your perspective on how to make it in a career in music. In the meantime, here's a thing called Ghost Town.
cool music. Uh, call it what you will, or you know, we can also call it Ghost Town, which I know is the formal title of it. Um, Nick, that is, uh, I know that's showing off your production prowess. What, 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 what was the, uh, what was the influence behind this particular piece that we just listened to? That actually comes from uh, a record that Drew and I put out uh, in 2012 called Sonic Pictures. It's all uh, instrumental. Uh, we call it cinematic world beat. It's kind of a blend between uh, ethnic rhythms, uh, cinematic elements like uh, keyboards, uh, some traditional instrumentation like uh, guitars and bass. Uh, but basically the, that was a, a demonstration of the, the percussion talents uh, that that Drew uh, Drew has, and, and we've been able uh, we've been fortunate with that particular record to uh, have uh, signed a, a licensing contract with Audiophile Music out of uh, Los Angeles for for that particular disc. Uh, we're actually working on the follow up for it uh, right now. Okay, um, David, do you, uh, uh, time for us to talk about making a career in. Music, and I Obviously, the, the, the first thing would be to really study your, your instrument. Uh, you know, uh, Charlie Parker had a, a great quote that I, I constantly go back to. You know, study your instrument, learn your theory, uh, repeat, repeat, repeat. But at the end of the day, forget all that stuff and just play. You know, uh, one, of, one of the greatest things about being a musician is not only being a player, but also being a fan. You know, I'm, uh, cons- you need to consider yourself a, a student of music. Always be listening. Always be learning. Don't ever get into a sense of complacency. Uh, I don't want to know the musician that, that feels like they are good enough. I'm always learning, always studying. Uh, and just get out there and play. You know, uh, the Internet age is awesome. You, you can get your, your name out there. But there is a lot to be said for going the traditional route, paying your dues, and just playing constantly, constantly. And the, one of the things that's made me as competent as I am as a player is playing with multiple types of people, everything from rock bands to jazz groups to blues bands. And everybody that you play with, you're going to take a little piece of their style and their ability, and it all conforms unto you. It's one of the coolest things about uh, musicianship. Uh, just study music, play constantly. That's how you get good. Well, I know that's a, uh, a recurring theme, and I've mentioned this before, that uh, many of our uh, experts on Rockstar 101 have uh, echoed the same theme. Uh, play as much and as often as you can, and uh, you, pretty much, uh, you pretty much put it in a, uh, in a good nutshell. Don't ever become complacent. Don't ever get to the point where you think uh, you've made it, you're as good as you can be, because that's uh, about the time you're going to start losing your grip on it. And have fun. At the end of the day, we, most of us got into music to have fun. If it stops being fun, stop doing it. Uh, a lot of people get, uh, get tripped up in that. It's supposed to be fun. If it stops being fun, you're doing something wrong. 
and that's something we've also noticed the the artists that have lasted the longest and uh, we're going to be talking with uh, some of those in just a matter of a couple of minutes now uh, artists that have lasted the longest have been the ones that are constantly working at their craft and that enjoy what they're doing uh, we've had the uh, the uh, Oak Ridge Boys on here and Joe Bonsall and if you've ever seen these guys or met them in person uh, they enjoy what they're doing. They love the music. They love playing for the people. And uh, our next guest, the Mystics, the same thing. And you look at how long they've been around. I mean, the Oak Ridge Boys, the group was actually had their roots back in the 1940s uh, before the, uh, the atomic bomb, uh, which was an integral part of their formation story. If you uh, are interested, you can look that up. But uh, this current group of the Oak Ridge Boys, the four guys that are in there now, have been together like 30 years or more. And uh, we're going to have the Mystics on here, who started in the late 1950s in, uh, I believe, Brooklyn, New York, I'm sure. George and the boys will correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was a, uh, I think it was a part of Brooklyn that they came out of. And uh, they love what they're doing. You, you meet these guys, and you, you not only know that they are talented performers, but they also love the heck out of what they're doing. So I, I think you... Uh, Thank you summed it up very well, Nick. Thank you so much for being with us here today. Thank you, Dave. Happy birthday. Well, thank you very much. Give our best to Drew. Sorry he couldn't be with us. Perhaps we can uh, have you guys back on again in the future, and we'll uh, talk a little more about the Connors School and also about uh, making a career in the music business. Thank you very much. Nick Rogers who along with Drew Connor work at the Connor School of Music in Naples, Florida. You can find them online, learn a little, little bit more about their services, and uh, maybe they can help you or your kids become uh, future music stars. And uh, we'll be interviewing you right here on the show. Next up, we're going to move right along here and get to our next guest, who, uh, two of whom, as a matter of fact, have been... Uh, original members of the legendary Mystics uh, Roots of Rock and Roll group, doo-wop group uh, out of uh, Brooklyn, New York, and we're going to bring them on, and we're going to sit down and have a nice little talk with them. Let's bring on the Mystics. Welcome aboard, guys. George and uh, Phil, Ralph, and Larry, Hi. are you with us? Yes, Welcome I'm here. here. Fantastic. Yeah, that's what we should do. We should do a uh, we should do a check-in. Hello, George. How you doing, Dave? And doing happy fine. birthday to you. Well, thank you very much, George. Phil, are you with us? Yes, I am. I'm sitting right next to George. <laughs> Great. Great. Happy birthday you. too. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ralph. You're you're where? I'm, I'm in uh, Florida. Oh, there you are. Okay, Ralph, great to have you with us. And Rocky, Happy birthday. Thank, thank you, you, sir. Rocky, you're also there. Yes, I'm in Florida on the West Coast in Citrus County. Fantastic. Good to have you guys with us. It's really great to be able to have all four of you sitting down with us on the same show at the same time. And I know our listeners are loving it. It's just fantastic. Was I right? The the area you guys were from, uh, uh, George, Bensonhurst, you started? Brooklyn. Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. I couldn't Benson. remember Bensonhurst, but I was pretty sure it was part of Brooklyn. I know I've seen that picture of that uh, 
that street corner and the building on the street corner many times where you guys... 18th uh, Avenue and 86th Street, that's correct. And you're making me want to go back to New York just to track that down. Of course, I might have to. I might have to stop over on the other side at the stadium. I have this. Uh, I have this Yankee fixation too. But uh, if I ever get back to New York, I'm going to have to go find that corner and just. Yeah, but if, yeah. if these guys, if that these was, guys are from Brooklyn, you got to be. You got to be old school Brooklyn Dodgers fans, right? Well, yeah. That, we that house history. you see in the picture is that's the house I used. I, I used to live in. Yes, Fantastic. and we are Brooklyn Dodger fans. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have, you, you even being a Yankee fan, I have a history that goes back with Brooklyn for very obvious reasons. I mean, that was that was the rivalry in baseball back then. Yes, I mean, it, it was. was. Yankees and Dodgers. And then along came those guys from up the road there in the uh, bay, wherever, the, you know, whatever. The, yeah, those guys. That's the one. <laughs> oh, you, you mean the Red Sox have handed the Yankees the worst defeat in the history of professional uh, baseball? Is a <laughs> Let's move right along. <laughs> that's uh, see, we won't talk that. about that. Watching <laughs> the Yankees right now, they're losing 3 nothing. Yay! Oh, yeah, yeah, that's too bad. <laughs> we did that yesterday. We can't do it again today. George, George, tell yes. us how you guys got started. Well, we got started by just uh, hanging out on corners. Um, you know, uh, we used to uh, listen to the radio all the time and uh, listen to the favorite groups that we love to hear. And we used to, uh, you know, get together and, and mimic them. And, you know, we had a lot of fun doing it. In fact, we enjoyed it. We still enjoy it. And you, and if I've got this correct, I don't have my notes right in front of me here. I rarely do. This is an ad-lib show. But if, I, if I'm correct, it was you and Phil were the original members, right? That's correct. Fifty-six years now we're doing it. Fifty-six years. Professionally, correct. yeah. Fantastic. That, that, is, that in and of itself is awesome. And you know, we, we enjoy it more today than we did then. <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah, I <laughs> that's <all I> do. <laughs> now let's see. The two newer members are Ralph and Rocky. Ralph, tell us how you came to be a part of the Mystics. Well, um, we all here in the Mystics share the same roots, Brooklyn, New York, and we all are from the same neighborhood. And uh, I was uh, in music since I was very young. I uh, went to Abraham Lincoln High School and, uh, you know, was a disciple of the Tokens and all the rest of these groups. Formed my own group uh, called Music Box uh, 35 years ago. And we had great success traveling around the country. We were signed to RCA Records. And when uh, the time came that I was thinking about relocating with my wife to Florida, uh, George was kind enough to contact me and ask me if I would be interested in becoming a member of the Mystics, and I was just thrilled to do so. Fantastic. Rocky, how did you come on board? Well, my, I'll make a long story short, too. Of course, I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, in the same neighborhood as George and Phil from uh, down maybe a mile or two from them. Started off with a local local doo-wop group, you know, when uh, we're a few years younger than those guys. You know, I later joined the Rips, uh, 23 years with the, with the Chimes. And then about two and a half years ago, uh, I was introduced into the Mystics, fortunately for me. I was a great guys and having a great time. Fantastic. And before we go any further, since, uh, <clears throat> since people have been putting me on the spot and uh, reminding me of how old I'm getting and that today is the day that I just get a little bit older, I'm going to take uh, this, this will be especially meaningful to uh, George and Phil because they were there when this happened. 
I uh, dug out something that I wanted to share with you guys because I'm, I know a lot of our listeners and maybe some of your fans have never heard this. So we're going to turn on the time machine right now, and for the next two minutes and 26 seconds, we're going to travel back to 1958. Listen to this. Down through the years, in this old world, there always was a boy who loved a girl. Just first, there came Adam, then there came Eve, and in true love they both did believe. Yeah, that's the Mystics, and Dave, I'm not hearing you. Uh, I'm here. <laughs> oh, there you are. There you are. Okay. George, do you remember that? Do I remember that? Well, that would be a good trivia question, because they usually say, you know, what was the first uh, professional song the Mystics did record, and that would be Adam and Eve. That is exactly right, and I'm I'm so glad I was able to find that because I just wanted to I wanted to be able to share it with the listeners and also get you guys' reaction because that was that was the origin of the Mystics today, and uh, I know you've got another story, and I always ask you to tell this because I know the listeners uh, get a real kick out of this, and we've got some new listeners that haven't heard it. Can you give us the short story of my favorite Mystic story? How you happened to record your monster hit Hushabai? Well, lo and behold, uh, Doc Thomas Moore Schumann, who were the ones who originally uh, wrote uh, Hushabai, they came up first. They listened to us, our sound, and uh, they said, uh, "Well, we're going to write something that's going to fit in with them." Uh, they wrote a song. It was called "Teenager in Love," and um, 
as we were, you know, rehearsing it uh, from the studio and in, uh, in Lori Records, um, you know, who was sitting on the side of us in the office was Dion. <laughs> you know, Dion was, uh, he had a few hits before us, and, uh, you know, he had a little uh, more poncho uh, kick than we did. So, he said, you know, guys, I, I like that song, and I think the Belmonts and I can do a great job on it. So we said, uh, hey, Dion, you know, you can have it. Uh, it would be our pleasure to offer it to you. And he did a marvelous job on it. So that's the song we almost had. <laughs> now, the next night they went out, uh, I guess uh, four or five nights later, uh, they came back with uh, Hushabye. And they had two um, big hits that year for them. Fantastic. Uh, what, a, what a story. How you, I, you know, It makes you wonder how things would be different if you guys had recorded Teenager in Love and Dion and the Belmonts <laughs> yeah, right. had waited you know, for their next hit. <laughs> I often wondered about that day, but, uh, you know, maybe it would have been um, – who knows how it would have turned out, but they were both great songs, and uh, yeah, they people were enjoyed them, and uh, they were both great hits. And in a, in a way, you guys got the last laugh out of this, because here we are, half a century later, you guys are still basically together. You said, the Dion and the Belmonts yes. lasted as yes. a group, what, uh, two, two, two and a half years or something before their Dion split? Yeah, uh, that was a shame, yeah. yes, that's true. And then, yeah, and he he went solo, and I know the the Belmonts continued to perform for a while, but it was never quite the same. They didn't have the uh, the same success, and here it is, you know, half a century later. And again, I'm not I'm not rubbing it in because I've got the years on my calendar too. But uh, here you are, you're still together, you're still performing, not only still performing, but the important thing is you're still performing to sell out shows. You know, and what's the, what's best about this whole thing, Dave, is. The five originals are still around. Uh, they are retired, but uh, Phil and I are active. But uh, we're still around, and that's very rare that five originals are still around all this time. Oh, it definitely is. I mean, you, you look at, uh, at, at the rock groups, you know, the major rock groups of the later years. I mean, the Beatles are gone. The Rolling Stones are, are still partially the original group, but there are right. a lot that have... Uh, that have endured that long, and uh, I credit one of the uh, one or two of the points to what we were just talking about on Rockstar 101 with Nick, uh, the fact that uh, you guys are not only professionals and you are friends personally, in addition to being musical friends, and you love what you're doing. Yes, we do. <laughs> it comes through. You guys are there. Answer that one. <laughs> No, I agree. Rocky agrees on this end, that's for sure. <laughs> no, no doubt about it. We all enjoy it. We agree. Yeah. No, we, we, uh, we, mostly we enjoy when we, when we perform on stage. We watch the faces in the audience and the grins that uh, we bring upon them and the feelings that they have um, bringing back memories. It's, it's really worth what we do. Oh, yeah, and you can see it. Uh, you know, I've had, the, I've had the fortune to see you perform most recently uh, uh, down at uh, Hollywood Beach and uh, – you, you can see it, you can tell. You guys get up there, and you're not just going through the motions. You're not just doing an oldie show. You're up there. Uh, you're kicking butt. You're up there having a good time, and it shows. And you, you can feed off of the electricity from the audience. Yes, and uh, also the audience, we had noticed, is getting younger. Yes. So the younger I crowds are I really getting into this. Yeah, you too. go to these uh, what we used to call oldies shows. They, I, I don't think you can really call them that anymore uh, no. because they are. Uh, <laughs> the music is being recycled. A lot of the newer groups are doing the old songs 
although in some cases in ways that you hardly recognize them, but nevertheless, the songs are enduring, and, and so are the acts that are still together, and you guys are yeah. really to be commended for, uh, for what you've done. You, you've stuck together, you've continued to perform, and you've, con- you've kept the music alive. I mean, the music and we still the, will, and we still do. <laughs> yeah, music of the 50s is, uh, is still around with us. And it you know, they said it would only last five years, but here we are 55 years later, and the music is still going strong. So right. it's a blessing. Right, going to die. And <laughs> Never. John Bon Jovi, you've got a comment? I, I, well, I, I've, I've got a question. You've, you've, you guys have piqued my curiosity because you're talking about uh, Dion and the Belmonts doing Teenager in Love. Did you guys ever record a cover of that song? No, we didn't. Uh, we do it live on stage, and I, I talk about it, and I introduce it that way. That was a song that we almost had. And uh, the people, you know, I teach them a little history as, as we go along with that. Now you've got some uh, you've got some new material which we're uh, fortunate enough to going to be able to share here. Uh, besides you know besides playing your first one from 1958, we've got a couple other uh, tracks here. And uh, tell us about some of the new stuff you're doing. Well, uh, there's a couple of uh, originals that we have on there now. One is Beautiful Lady, and the other one is um, let's see, done with um, one we just we recorded say- recently. What was that? Please say that you love me. Oh, yeah, that one. That's the one I was trying to think of. <laughs> it's on the new CD we just released. Please say that you love me. So um, yes. we're hoping and, that the audience and people love it and as much as we do. Uh, we had a lot of fun recording them. Ralph, in fact. Ralph, you want to uh, say a few words about that? Well, we uh, decided that we were going to do a a new CD because the truth is we're having a lot of fun with what we're doing right now. And when you're having fun, you feel inspired and you you feel thankful. So we decided to to go into the studio and record, and I'm fortunate enough to have a recording studio in my home. And um, I do a bit of engineering as a hobby. So we we recorded uh, this new material as well as some traditional standards, and we put it out there on a CD, and we're hoping uh, for some success with it. Uh, I think the guys, the guys all did a fantastic job in the studio, and we just had a ball recording it, and we found ourselves laughing more than singing, frankly. But we had a great time. Yeah, and it's songs that we perform in the show. We decided to put some songs that we do re- uh, perform live in the show now. Very good. Well, let's, uh, let's take three minutes and 34 seconds right here and listen to one of them. Okay. Say that you 
2014. Thank you so much. And uh, now, th- these tracks are these tracks out and available for the public now. Studio, uh, you know, at a professional and to put dis- distribution. We just uh, keep it for our own personal use at our own shows. Ah, okay, okay. So you heard that, listeners. You're going to hear another track in uh, just a couple of minutes here, and. Uh, That'll be another little, our little secret. <laughs> All right, now, you guys, I, one of the things that I got, uh, that I, I got a little carried away down at the, uh, at the show at Hollywood Beach that time, uh, you guys did a song that really very few others will successfully attempt. As a matter of fact, a lot of artists will shy away from it. And you guys did one of the best versions of Caramia that I have heard short of Jay Black. Well, thank you. And I give, the, I give that credit to uh, Ralph. He does a lead on that. And, Ralph, I think I spoke to you right after the show there and told you that I was, uh, I was really blown away. You did a, an amazing job on it. As I said, I know a lot of singers who won't even attempt it, and unfortunately some of the ones that do probably shouldn't, but uh, you did a, a great job. You know, I'm not going to mention anybody by name. I'm not, I'm not foolish. Well, we, we, know. We, we, we understand that. It's not, 
it's not an easy song to do. And uh, no, it's very hard. I I was really impressed, and uh, I encourage anybody that goes out and sees the Mystics in person, put them on the spot, ask them to do Caramia if they don't do it automatically as part of their show. We're going to do a. Uh, you're welcome. Thank you for for a uh, very amazing and enjoyable performance and a great rendition of a of a classic. Uh, it was, it's my it was pleasure. A, I, it, I do enjoy singing that song, and uh, I think we should do it more often. We don't always have time for it, but uh, thank you so much for the compliment. It's well taken, and I appreciate it very much, and all the guys do. Thank you. Well, I, I meant it from the from the bottom of my radio ears. That, uh, that was a pleasure. Uh, you, you guys are doing an awful lot of touring around, and you've got uh, you've got you, you've got stuff booked up for the rest of the year. Where where are you appearing? Well, we we got uh, a lot of things working, right? Especially uh, 2015, where we're booking up pretty good. Um, but we got a show coming up, uh, rec- you know, on August 23rd in New Bedford. We'll be in Mass. Uh, it's Todd Batista's do-up, uh, 10 the Summer Spectacular, which is going to be a real good show. And then we got some time off that we're going to relax. We're going to do some vacationing, and, uh, and we'll be back in, uh, in November. We're going to go to, uh, we'll be back in West Palm Beach. In fact, there's going to be a cruise. Um, going to have a, 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 let's see, a four-day cruise, and we got two cruises back to back in November. But uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up. We got some private shows in between. But the 2015, we're pretty well booked. Fantastic! It's great to know that you guys are still going to be on the road, and we can still look forward to seeing and hearing you. Right now, we're going to hear you do a cover of another. Uh, a rock and roll classic here from the 60s and we'll be back to talk to you in about 2 minutes and 39 seconds after we listen to the Mystics version of Bye Bye Baby If you hate me after what I say I just can't put it off any longer I just gotta tell you anyway
The Mystics. Great job, guys. <laughs> you know, one of the things that that song brings out, I think, and especially your performance of it, a lot of people become so wrapped up in uh, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons, in, in Frankie Valley's lead, which of course was tremendous. I mean, he's one of a kind, uh, one of a kind talent. Uh, but a lot of people overlook the fact that the seasons were very good in uh, in harmonies. Oh yeah, yeah, very very tight harmonies, great harmonies. Not easy songs to do. Not many people are doing them today. No, no, it's well, you know. Let's face it; it's not a uh, an easy task, and uh, a lot of people are well, probably going to be like I was with the uh, Jay Black analogy. I mean, you know, there's probably uh, a lot of fans out there who wish some people who do the covers wouldn't. And uh, you've you've got to be like you guys are. You got to be professionals. You got to go at it professionally and work to do a good job you just can't go up there and you know mimic do a, a cover copy and expect it to be accepted yeah well we thank we, rocky for that one he's got the uh, the high voice so <laughs> he's the only one well, that would attempt it well you guys thank you very much you guys all hey I, there you go <laughs> let's see we could get uh, we could get the new beats out of them too they could do bread and butter or whatever it was the new beats did you remember that and maybe yeah. uh, maybe a little Lou Christie too while you're at it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're running rapidly out of time here, so we're going to have to wrap up. Unfortunately, I want to thank you so much for being with us. To be listening around the world, uh, the complete version of this will be on the podcast. We're going to run a couple of minutes over here, so you can catch the close on the podcast. But uh, I want to thank our, I want to thank my friends, the Mystics, George. Bill, Ralph, Rocky, thank you so much for being here and sharing with us today. Look forward to having you back. Give my love to Joni, too, because she is a I sweetheart. Will. Thank you guys it, so much. It was our honor, Dave, believe Very me. Well. And, the awards, and the awards go to you guys, the DJs that did it for us and all the times that, well, you know, they brought the music to the, uh, the, the, just, the audience out there. If it wasn't for them, that's why I think the, the awards go to, for you guys that uh, kept the music alive. Well, thank you so much, guys, and thank you again for being here. We're going to close off with Hushabai. We'll see you August 14th. Stick around on the podcast. You'll get to hear who's going to be on the show. Thank you. Happy birthday. Thank you, guys. You're welcome,
Thank you. Thank you. The Fabulous Mystic. Thank you for being on our show today. Thank you to all our wonderful guests, to uh, Nick Rogers and uh, the Connor School of Music, of course, to Nikki Chris. And uh, we're thankful also to you, our audience, for being with us and the Dead End Drivers. Don't let me forget uh, Colorado's own Dead End Drivers, and we want to get back on the show in the not-too-far-distant future, too. With that being said... Thank you, listeners. Look forward to having you back here next month. It will be September 14th, not August 14th. And John Bon Jovi will tell you all about it. Take us home, Okay. Thank you, David. Don't forget to order your official The David Bowers T-shirts on our website, www.thedavidbowers.com. And artists, be sure to send in your EPKs to david at thedavidbowers.com to try for a guest appearance on our show. The David Bowers Awards is produced by The David Bowers for Stick It In Your Ear Productions from the studios of Computer Help USA in beautiful Naples. Florida, and it is available for free download on Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. Click the follow link on our Blog Talk Radio page to get reminders of our upcoming shows, and like The David Bowers on Facebook, and be sure to follow us on Twitter. Be sure to join us for the David Bowers Awards Sunday, September 14th at 2 p.m. Eastern, that's 11 a.m. Pacific, when David's guests will be Titty Bingo, and they're going to be debuting their uh, new record, uh, some rockin' new music, and Native American singer, musician, and a former hoop dance champion, Tony Duncan, debuting his new CD. Plus, from England, we've got The Big Bads. And from New York City, breaking hip-hop star International Nova. Plus more indie surprises and other stuff we haven't even thought of yet, but I'm sure we will eventually. Until then, for the David Bowers and all the crew of uh, rejects here at the Asylum, this is John Bon Jovial saying, later dudes and dudettes, and uh, stay safe, love everybody, and we'll see you next time, September 14th at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Thank you very much for listening today, everybody. We sure appreciate it.